All right, everybody. Here we are with our first bonus content podcast, I guess you could say, bonus episode. We just got done doing The Fugitive this week, and we're going to follow up on that with movies from 1993 yeah. as our bonus, just for a little, uh, a little fun. Now, just full disclosure here. Yeah, I didn't get to hear it. Chris just made the list. I know. I just made the list. So we're we're gonna make Pat. We're gonna make Travis's day here. This is for me. You just made the list. That's right. We are just sitting here talking and rambling on about movies from 1993, and we're having a good old time and laughing about stuff. And we're not gonna be able to recreate all that again, I'm sure. But no. here we are, and I, I I have to I have to mute my mic because I feel a sneeze coming on, and he's just looking at it. He's like. You know, with this long pause, it's a good time to bring up. Are we recording? And I looked at my screen. I'm like, you know what? I cannot believe this. It is late. I know when we're yeah, recording this, but I did not hit like, the record button. I was like, wait a minute. Because I'm thinking, I'm like, we need, we need to push this on if we're going to get to some more of these movies in our time frame that we got allocated. <sighs> and I was like, no, it's time check. Wait a minute. Where's the time? <laughs> we had that little pause well, and i'm like here's a just good so we know chris is chris is human he makes mistakes <sighs> what can i say so 1993 travis 1993, uh amazing cinematic year a great I, year I for movies a great a year. year and now we yeah. talked about this a while ago we'll bring it back up again you know mm. as soon as i pull up the i got this web page in front of me here looking at uh some movies from 1993 on imdb Mm-hmm. Listen to them in uh, this time. I, I don't know if they're actually, this is the actual rank that they were for the year or not. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at that for, for sure, but the first one that comes up on the list is Tombstone. Mm-hmm. And like I told you earlier, you know, I'm a real mark for Tombstone. I think it's, right, a, right. A, it's, it's a real good Western. Uh, it's all about, um, oh, revenge, man. Uh, I could say revenge, revenge would be a good way of putting it. You could say taking out every one of the cowboys that you see. It's just a cool movie too. Like the way that they did it, they made cowboys cool again. You know what I mean? Westerns are just fall, they had fallen off. It, well, I don't know if it's fallen off so much as it is. They were just kind of the time was coming to an end because nobody watches westerns that much anymore. And Tombstone, if you haven't seen it, because as we said before, you know we're it's an alarming rate of people who've not seen some of these great older movies. Uh, I'm on Ranker, by the way, which is uh, ranked by fans, so they take polls. And uh, Tombstone's coming in at number three for 1993. But I said earlier um, that I think that Tombstone, I, I, I really do, after thinking about it too, on a, on a maturity level as well, I think Tombstone edges out Young Guns for me. I think it really does. I think Tombstone is probably the best Western movie of all time. For me. For me, it, I'm going to it, go It's hard for it. me to pick. It's really hard for me to pick because I love Young Guns so much. I do too. And like I mentioned earlier, American Outlaws was a good movie. We got, so just to put this out there, you know, you got, of course, Young Guns. We know it's about the Lincoln County regulators, Mm -hmm. Billy the Kid. Mm -hmm. So Tombstone about the Earps, Wyatt Earp and his brothers, Mm -hmm. you know, taking on the the cowboys that they call them wearing the red sashes. And we got, when I mentioned American Outlaws, that's about the James Younger gang. Mm -hmm. So Frank and Jesse James. Mm hmm. A lot of fun, I mean, not to the point of history where it's exactly like exact history, but they give you a little bit of the real history of it and, you know, make movie plays off of it, of course, for the entertainment no factor. But one of the one of the one of the greatest uh, one of those movies, you know, every now and then we come along like with The Matrix and like with Avatar, we hit these points where uh, our special effects, Star Wars, 
um, where our special effects takes a leap forward. And there's just, you know, there's one movie that's, that's responsible for it. And 1993 gave us Jurassic Park. Yes. Which is definitely in that class of movies. Jurassic Park was uh, a leap forward in in production and special effects. When you watched Jurassic Park for the first time, how, what, what did it make you feel like when you saw the dinosaurs on the big screen? Breathtaking. I thought that they looked real, even in the movies. Like it was like, it is so funny to me too because to go back, like we were talking about Maverick, how Maverick, uh, we we watched it. Excuse me, we watched it last week, and it's like, man, I don't remember that movie looking that old, you know. And it's like I can go back and watch some movies. It's just like, wow. I remember that looking so much better. Like, can you believe it's funny that we see new technology now and we go back and we say, you know, it's, ain't it crazy that we thought so-and-so just looked so real. And, you know, you can go back and hear, I can think of my, my grandma and grandpa talking about going to Disneyland, not Disney world, but Disneyland in California and seeing they had someone that looked like they were on a motorcycle and then the movie screen riding behind them. And they're sitting in a theater watching it you know, how they make the movie magic. And they're just like, and it just looked like he was riding right along on that motorcycle, right in front of our eyes. And, you know, but so to everybody, it looks so amazing and so real until that next big thing comes along. So yeah, Jurassic Park was just, you can go back, watch it now and be like, wow, yeah, you can kind of see it's still amazing, but you can kind of see little bits and pieces about it. You know what I mean? And I believe one of the big things about Jurassic Park was the audio that they were they, they brought out at the time the the type of sur, uh, surround sound that they yeah, were using the Dolby, in the theaters. The Dolby stuff was yep, like we were talking about a while ago um, in Circuit City and uh, what was the other one? You had Circuit City and Radio well, Shack. Well, Radio to Shack. put it out there, you, well, you had Radio Shack, you had Hi-Fi Buys, you had Circuit City. These were all retail chain stores that did a lot mm-hmm. of electronics and everything. Right. Uh, but so when you said Circuit City, I'm like, not to confuse some of the younger people out there. It's like, well, where, what city is Circuit City? What state's that in? <laughs> uh, a state of confusion, apparently. Right. Uh, but it was our Best Buy. Exactly. It, it was It was before Best Buy you know, mm-hmm. came around. And this is where we would go when we were younger to look at car stereos or home stereos yep. uh vcrs dvd players even uh not dvd players cd players um well maybe v- even dvd players VHS I, don't know, I don't remember we had vhs you know we did have laser disc <laughs> laser disc i got a friend that's got laser disc to this day he's got the player and some of the discs we were just that's talking about talking this about. uh just the other day uh, yeah, and he'll be don't know laser discs were the size of records <laughs> yes like i've mentioned before about video disc players uh when mm. you put the movie in and you it pulls the disc out you put put it in and flip it over you get the second half of the movie right but uh, uh like i said a friend of mine he'll be he'll be listening to the show i'm sure we, we were talking about some of the stuff on laser disc he still has a it was the re-release of Star Wars uh, oh, man, on, on Laserdisc and everything. That's so cool. Not I, to mention his older VHS and DVD, uh, I mean, video display stuff. I'm going to back up. I'm Uh-oh. falling. You're going to back up, but we can't. We barely hear you. You're so far off. I'll, don't, I'll see you now. That's funny. Look at what I got. And you know what? I was It, it was Dolby. Dolby was in conjunction, I think. Look at this. VHS, yes. baby. I got the that somewhere. Trilogy you know. on VHS and like I got that somewhere. That's the, that's the one that. where they the, they redid the that's the remasters the and the the remastered was, versions. Yeah, this is the first remaster with uh, now the THX, which came on out, I think before Dolby, wasn't it? Is now it is that the one with the, with, they got re released in '97 with the extra scenes or just the remastered version of the originals? Let me see here. 
I'm going to slide them out. Oh, Lord. I'm about to drop one on the bottom. Uh, this was 1997. So if that's the one that was re-released into theaters in 97 with the additional scenes like Boba Fett at Moss Eisley Spaceport yes. with Jabba. Yes. Okay. So if you remember when I had uh, the guy on the show here one time, uh, Mark Anthony Austin, he's the one that played Boba Fett in that right. in that re-release version. He did some of the special effects work on it as well. Great, uh, <laughs> great episode to fall back on if you guys want to look that one up. It's a fun interview. He does a lot more stuff too other than Star Wars. Absolutely. Um, so, but yeah. So we oh, had that. I, I got something to bring up to you real quick. Okay, let's hear. It. So, uh, Chris Pratt just recently did. Super Mario Brothers, right? Yeah. Well, what happened in 1993 uh, with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo? Yeah, Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. That's right. Heck yeah! yeah we also had. had uh, can I that. bring up? The, was it? <laughs> was it this recording or the prior non-recording where I was talking about the Sandlot? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was. It was a prior. You brought that up. Oh, so I've, I've got a shirt that says "Small," or my son has my ten-year-old has a shirt that says "Smalls" across the front of it. I have a shirt that says "You're killing me, Smalls," and that comes from the Sandlot. That's a great. I guess it's a kids' movie, but I mean anybody can watch that and love it. The Sandlot. You know what I would call the Sandlot? I would call the Sandlot the Bad News Bears of the '90s. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would agree with that. Because Bad News Bears was back in the seventies and early eighties. Right. You know, group of kids we playing had, baseball. Um, a little bit different though, because the Sandlot's just local neighborhood kids getting together playing baseball, basically. But it's it's still it's young kids playing playing baseball together and everything, and hijinks happens, of course. And heck yeah. This is the, the I, I want to mention one that's uh, that is number ten on the fan voted top ten list of grueling movies that are hard to watch a second time. And I'll have to agree with it. What might Schindler's that be? List. Schindler's, Schindler's List. List won Best Picture at the Oscars in 1993 or four. I have never watched it, and I don't have an interest in it. Schindler's List. It is a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah. So uh, for those, I want a movie that I can watch. It makes me uh, laugh, feel good. Yeah, not one that or... makes you feel horrible and relive a exactly of human <laughs> humanity's past. You know what I mean? Right. I don't. I, I've already read about this in, in in history and stuff. I don't want yeah, to no relive doubt. it in a movie or anything. Uh, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day was 2013. Uh, Miss Doubtfire. The Nightmare Before Christmas. What you, oh, like, you said? 2013. Uh, you said? 1993. Wow, where 2013 I was reading that they were talking about a sequel to it in 2013. That's probably what. Oh, that was. okay. <laughs> But Nightmare Before Christmas, that's one that gets rewatched by probably hundreds of thousands of people. I know it gets rewatched in my house yearly, for sure. Uh, Cliffhanger. Confused, 1993. Cliffhanger with Stallone. Cliffhanger with Stallone. That was a fun movie. It's a pretty good movie. Of course, The Fugitive that we just did. Demolition Man, speaking of Sylvester Stallone, Demolition Man with Wesley Snipes. Oh, I've got one of my, I've got one, I've got one from 1993. Yeah. If, if y'all haven't seen this one, you need to go watch this one. This one's like, whoa, falling down with Michael Douglas, Robert Duvall, and Barbara Hershey. A falling down was pretty good. Falling down is, dude, I love this movie. My man just basically 
has he just he snaps he's just had enough he's he's had enough of society he's had enough of damn the boss man breathing down his neck and the bank messing up his neck why do you take my money immediately but you it takes you seven ten business days to give it back i mean you know what i mean they just he's done (laughs) and this dude just goes Hammer he wants to order his down. breakfast from the fast food Crazy. place. He can't get what he wants. Yeah, and he's just an ordinary guy. It's Michael Douglas, so I mean, he's not. A, he did do Romance in the Stone, which I, I love, but you know, he's not no big action star. So it's like he just snaps and just starts taking people out. Man, I love this movie. Now, movie. if you like, if you like comedies, all right. <laughs> so comedies for that year that were kind of big. Uh, as we mentioned, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yeah. Uh, Sister my, Act. That's probably my favorite Mel Brooks movie. Right. Well, that, that, well, I don't know. Next to Blazing Saddles, maybe. Or it could be my favorite. I'm going to put it in front of Blazing Saddles. I may, I, I, I may, I may do that. Uh, Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit was kind of funny. I like Sister Act. I this is, those, even though, I, even though I can't stand Whoopi these days. Right. I don't, not many people can. This is also the time frame when Paulie Shore was, uh, out there. Oh yeah, so, uh, son-in-law. Son-in-law. Okay, nice, nice. I got one without having to look. Yeah, remember what uh, now? Time too. L- l- the girl's father played by Lane Smith. Do you remember what he was calling Polly Shore's character yes. the whole time? Yes. Yeah, he's his name's supposed to be Crawl, but he keeps calling him Crotch because <laughs> 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 he can't think of his name. Uh, okay, yeah, how about grumpy easy, old men? Grumpy old men. Grumpy old men was funny. Uh, now, there's one about there's one I don't want you to say the name of it until I, I actually I, I want to just hold tight just for a second because I want to show you this before we even you, you could possibly even say the name or before I even give it any kind of uh, uh, reference you know what I'm saying yeah so well now I can't find it okay here we go. I don't know if you can read the text on my phone here. Let me pull it in. Okay, hold it right there. Is this one, is that one right under Saturday, May 13th? This one right here. Oh, that one. Okay, okay. Read it out loud for them so they can see what it said. This is is Uh, from or to my dad. We say it to each other. Oh, you get it blurry now. Life's reflecting off of it. I can't tell. You made to read it off yourself for us. Right there, right there. You can see it. Come on. It said, oh, oh, "Now, now you touched it. it and hey, went away. You dead man. I wanted, I wanted you to corroborate it. <laughs> you had, you had to give me my daggum cosign. So anyway, Cool Runnings came out. Do you know I've never seen that? What? Nope, I haven't. What? You need to go watch I, that one right I now. I've not seen Cool Runnings at all. Come on, you can't give me no excuse for Cool Runnings. I just, I haven't seen it. That's all. No reason. No real reason." You will love it if you if you can if you can stay up tonight or just sometime this week watch Cool Runnings. You will not tell me it was a bad idea. You will laugh. Cool Runnings is amazing. Well, it's so good that my dad still texts me. Hey, Senka, you dead man? Like it's one of his favorite <laughs> movies of all time, man. The Jamaican uh, bobsled team. That's what he. Dude, we'll be putting the boat in the water to go fishing, and he'll be like, we're number one now. We can't be beat. <laughs> 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 this movie came out in 1993. We're still singing the song. <laughs> I'll have to look into that, see if I can find it. That, that's that's it. Just me. I always like John Candy, so I can't hey, really yeah. say anything bad about him. Yeah, we had 
uh, Hocus Pocus was another huge one. Like you said, Cliffhanger and Demolition Man both came out. What's Eating Gilbert Grape for Johnny Depp fans is amazing. Uh, Carlito's Way for the gangster movie fans. Philadelphia, which was about, the, I think, the first AIDS case or something. Uh, it had something to do with AIDS. A lawyer yes. that had HIV. It's something to do with HIV. The Pelican uh, Brief was a good movie that year. Pelican Brief was great courtroom drama. Ju- Julia Roberts was getting pretty big at that point in time. Denzel was already kind of big, I believe. Right. We had but Rudy, one of together. the greatest football movies ever made. Oh, now, okay, how can you know? If anybody, if anybody tells me they don't like Rudy, I'm going to say you're just not human. I know, right? How can you I mean, you're talking, a about a, you're, talk, <laughs> you're talking about a kid, like an undersized kid, who all he wants to do his entire life, he's been a Notre Dame fan, right? And all he yeah. wants to do is play for Notre Dame fighting Irish in football. Because he plays football really happened, in high school. This is another one of these inspired by true story movies, too. Like, yes. This really I mean, Rudy Rucker was a real person. Or Rudy Rudiger was a yeah. real person. Right. And this, it, it may not be, you know, uh, fact for fact throughout the whole movie because you can't just do a documentary. You're making a movie here. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the stuff was, was true in the movie mm-hmm. about what really went on with it. Now, I don't know if everything at the end of the game really happened or not. I think the one sack he got probably may have happened, or maybe it was just him on the yeah, kickoff yeah. return or something. Um, but, I mean, yeah, he was really loved by the players on the team, by the fans in the crowd. They chanted his name and stuff like that. Just an undersized guy who just well, was, you know, like a workhorse yeah, in practice. Yeah, underdog story. Very, it's, it's very inspirational for a sports movie. Absolutely. Then we had one, too, that all the girls my age was crazy about, The Secret Garden. Uh, women in their anywhere from 35 to 45, I'm sure these days are still talking about, I just imagine it being my secret garden out here. I just make my secret garden <laughs> like that. I'm, I'm telling you that. Was, <laughs> did they actually talk like this? When they talk about they it, you do. think did they Every talk like that? Some, some of them talk like this. Like a, she go guy down there, under, down there to JC Penney's. They got them brawls on sale. <laughs> 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 we had sequels in Seattle. Uh, uh, the Three Musketeers with Charlie Sheen, Kiefer Sutherland, Chris O'Donnell, and Oliver yes. Platt. Now, that did you one, like that one? I, I like that one. It's one of myself. my favorites, to be honest with you. I love yes. it. Um, I think, I think the as far as Three Musketeers go, I love that one. I love the one, the newest, I think, remake with um, uh, Mila Jovovich playing the bad, the baddie in it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I, I but honestly, I, I mean, a hundred percent disclosure, and it, I really truly. I should be shot for saying this, but I think the man in the iron mask is the best telling of the three musketeers. It might be my favorite because it's, it's not you, you, the man in the iron mask isn't actually about him. It's a, it's about, it's really about the three musketeers is, I mean, it's a three musketeers movie, but, but anyway, uh, perfect world. This movie is amazing. That's another one where where I was talking about how I do not like Kevin Costner. And this is probably one of my favorite movies that he's ever been in, where he's the uh, he's an escaped prisoner that kidnapped uh, a kid and ended up they was they ended up being like best friends, you know, like Butch and Philip driving down the road. You know what? Alive, gut wrenching ending to this movie too. You mentioned earlier uh, Kevin Costner and uh, who was the other one? Uh, who we were just talking about? Han no, Solo. no, that, that you were not really a big fans of, uh, but you, yeah, oh, Harrison Ford. Ford, Harrison Ford, yeah, it's, Har- it's right. Harrison Ford and Kevin Costner. I'm just not fans of them, but I've never seen a movie that they've either one have been in that I didn't think was an amazing movie. I, I I can't say everything you just said about this person, but here's the one person who I find a lot of his stuff to be funny, 
but I don't like him very much mm-hmm. as that as you know the actor and everything. But right. Bill Murray, Bill Murray. So I'm, Groundhog Day came out in '93. Yeah, Groundhog Day. Yep, I can and see that. I can see that for sure. Groundhog Day was good, but I mean, <laughs> it's just like I mean, I, I'm trying to think of other movies that he was in that I can honestly say I liked a lot. And I can't find a lot of them. He was in Ghostbusters. When yeah, Ghostbusters I like was good. He was in Stripes. Icon reference that he's become. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I like him getting. I like when they shot him, and <laughs> it's messed up to say that. But when they they shot Bill Murray in the the zombie in Zombie Land, that that was to me was just that was hilarious. But one of the last things, buggy bumpers, <laughs> that came out in 1993. Well, one of the last things with Bill Murray I can think of that was funny to me. Mm-hmm. Is when he was in Kingpin. Yeah, Kingpin was great. So that's that's Without probably the last doubt. one for me. So I married an axe murderer. Where you actually, I've tell everybody this: if you love Austin Powers, you need to go back and watch. So I married an axe murderer because you can see the birth of nearly every single character that Mike Myers does in more the movie. So I married an axe murderer. Yeah, more or less. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I absolutely, his dad was totally fat bastard. Hey, head, move! Look at the head on that one. It looks like Sputnik. <laughs> like, he asked her he's like what's the most evil thing you've ever done like so evil it's not even evil it's more like evil <laughs> you know uh, needful things free willy uh the good son that was where uh home alone yeah <laughs> home alone uh got free willy actually elijah uh elijah wood wasn't in free willy was he that was I, Je- that was J- Jason James Richter that was in Free Willy. He was in Free Willy yeah. too, wasn't he? I think he was in one of those things like that. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so we have Frodo and <laughs> and Frodo, Frodo and, and uh, Kevin McAllister. <laughs> yes, Frodo and Kevin McAllister. <laughs> you know, the program came out that year. Gives you an inside look at what college football looks like back in the program that time was frame. awesome, awesome. It's in my top probably five football movies too. We're going to do yeah. that. We're going to do our top football movies as an episode one day. You know, if if you're if also, and we're getting real, well, not real short, but close. I mean, it depends how long we want to carry this. I don't know. We can carry it for a little while longer. It's not going to hurt or anything. But if you're a person who's into like, um, I'm not sure how we refer to it, Travis. Uh, not really supernatural, but like aliens and stuff. Mm-hmm. Fire in the Sky came out that year. Yeah, Fire in the Sky. With D.B. Sweeney. Uh, yeah, that was Fire actually based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Of, I think one of, of the most one matter of the most fact the main character's name was Travis, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. It sure was. I think one of the most culturally important movies, probably of the nineties, uh, Minister Society came out in nineteen ninety three. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's culturally important as far as like you know something like Boys in the Hood that had such a amazing uh, message to it, which Menace did. It, had, it still did, but just like Menace was like showing i don't know man it was showing kids it, it was kind of a it was kind of a look into what us street kids was coming up with you know what i'm saying i'm not saying i was living in south central la but you know what i mean like we was wilding too in the 90s believe me so it, it kind of everybody connected to that you know what i'm saying yeah uh better not uh better not talk about who's in it though but keep keep her name out your mouth <laughs> <laughs> we don't want we don't want will smith walking up and slapping us or anything hey walter matthau was in dennis the menace this year i thought that was a really cool movie that he horrible, played a good mr wilson he was a good mr wilson wasn't he yes he <laughs> uh, was the terrible uh, terrible new... terrible horrible story 
and movie. Yeah, even though I love everybody that's in it. Indecent Proposal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that one. That one came out. Not how much money was offered? That was that was a million? A million it was a cool meal to sleep with his think, wife. Yeah, I think it was. And then they did the, it. And then he <laughs> couldn't take it. <laughs> a new uh, horror figure at that time came out in '93. The first, the first uh, movie of several of mm-hmm. Leprechaun. Oh yeah, that was a good one. That had Rachel in it, man. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston was in it. Uh, yep. Mark Holton was in it. Uh, mm-hmm. You might remember Mark Holton from Pee Wee's Big Adventure and yep. from uh, Teen Wolf. That's funny that that's funny that the Leprechaun started that year. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, we will correct me if I'm wrong. But if I'm not mistaken, Jason uh, Goes to Hell came out that year as well. Ooh, is either Jason oh. Goes to Hell or Jason Goes to Goes to Space? Is Jason ten or nine? One of the two. That may have been. Let's see which which came first. Uh, I think Jason Goes to Hell came first can't remember off the top of my head but one of those came out this year i don't remember i don't remember which one but we had age of innocence with one of my all-time uh love of my lives which would be michelle pfeiffer uh that was a pretty cool movie it's kind of like an old english type thing it's a 1870s new york movie uh the adventures of hook finn came out that year which was an awesome 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 movie that also had robbie coltrane in it and, so uh, just it, to I, just to follow up for you, you were correct on the uh, Jason Goes to Hell movie, the awesome. final Friday. Yeah. I thought that's what it was. August thirteenth, nineteen ninety three. Jason yeah. X, Jason all Ten right, didn't come out right, until two thousand and two. Right. Heck yeah, we had the late great Robbie Coltrane in the Adventures of Huck Finn. Hagrid. Uh, with uh, yeah, we had Hagrid uh, starring over here with Frodo. So there's a, a crossover movie, and uh, also oh, we had Hellboy too because uh, <laughs> Ron Perlman. Was Huck's dad. So that was now, a good one. Uh, one of my favorite, I talked about earlier. Um, one of my favorite historical type movies, uh, Gettysburg, which is a companion movie with um, of Gods and Generals, came out this year with Tom Berenger, Martin Sheen, Stephen Lang, uh, Jeff Daniels. Daggum, you, I mean, it tons and tons and tons of people. Judgment Night was an awesome movie this year. Now, Judgment Night. There's a movie with a soundtrack on it that was oh, unique for the time. You. Yeah, wasn't that? That's that, one where they were going or leaving the hockey, going to or leaving. They were the going to a hockey, hockey game. game. They were going hockey to a hockey game. game, and they take a as uh, Emilio Estevez, Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, oh, I forget the others. Uh, they 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 take this exit, and they're going to go through this area as a shortcut. And I think their camper they were driving breaks down. Mm-hmm. And a bad Dennis neighborhood. Leary. Dennis Leary, Dennis Cuba Gooden Jr., Jeremy Piven. I think Dennis, yeah, Jeremy Piven. Dennis Leary, I think, is the guy that runs the gang in the neighborhood that they kind of run into. They see yeah. something go down, don't they? Right. I think so. From there, there's also uh, and then, oh, a movie. Oh, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Lamagra joined them too. Stephen Dorff is in that movie as well. Well, see, I, I don't remember that. Stephen Dorff, he's that's uh, he's the one that like hooked up with him right at. He's Frank's brother. He hooks up like right at the end, like last okay. minute. He, okay. 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 I've forgotten yeah. that. Uh, in 1993, we also have the movie debut of somebody that I am pretty big on for that time. Yeah. Uh, you talking about seeing a pretty face and remembering it? <laughs> Jane uh, Curtin. <laughs> she was in uh some Aerosmith videos. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she was also clueless at one point. 
Alicia so we're talking about the uh, the crush with Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone. That's the movie. That's the babysitter movie, right? Uh, I believe it is another one of those type movies. So yeah, uh, she was uh, in that. Uh, she was in Clueless. She was in Batman and Robin. Played Batgirls. Blast from the Past with Brendan Fraser. Yep. Um, I mean, Jesus. Uh, and now you know, Scooby Doo Monsters Unleashed. Uh, she doesn't mm-hmm. do a whole lot these days, I don't believe. No. no, uh, no, no, no. But um, uh, she might. I don't know. I don't. Really, I, I can't say she don't do a lot because I don't really keep up with her anymore. I can't say what she does and don't do. She may have a lot of work coming out that she does. I'm just not sure. Right. But um, uh, anyway. Coneheads came out this year too. Got any more Con- gum? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, searching for Bobby Fisher. I'm not even going to explain that on the podcast. I just got to go watch it. <laughs> right. Dan Aykroyd, Jane Curtin, Michelle Burke, Chris Farley. I mean, there's a ton of them in that one. I mean, all right. So action movies, we were talking mm-hmm. about some of the action movies earlier. Uh, we talked about a couple with Stallone in it, right? Well, we got one from uh, Mr. Die Hard himself here. Mm-hmm. Striking distance. Uh, a lot of people kind of clowned on this movie a little bit I, I thought it was good i liked it yeah you know, it's got him sarah jessica parker in it dennis farina tom sizemore i thought it was really good he's you know he, he he's cast off from the nypd for selling out his fellow officers his his own family won't have anything to do with him it seems like he's from a family of cops uh he so he gets on with um the harbor police i think is what it is Right. And uh, some serial killer that was around the time when um, all this stuff happened, he got him kicked off the force, is uh, reoccurring again. So that was a great movie. Heck Robocop yeah. 3 came out that year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, wasn't big on, I wasn't big on Point of No Return, but that was out. Bridget Fonda. Right. Batman uh, Mask of Phantasm, if you like cartoons. How about right. Beverly Hillbillies with, with Daggum Lily Tomlin and Jim Varney? I was and, about uh, to tell you, if you like comedies for that <laughs> year, the Beverly Hillbillies is right up there. Right, but right. let it me is, tell you, let I, me ask you, Travis, if you remember this movie. I, <laughs> Do you remember? You, is that you, Miss Hathaway? <laughs> It's almost what like about, he was trying to do a Jim Varney impression. You know what I mean? What, what was it's funny to me on. was is when they're driving down the road and 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 Granny jumps out and scoops up the roadkill where she's about to, and Drysdale pulls up there and she goes, "We sainted first. It's ours." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, you got another one too. That's um, people either really know it or they know nothing about it. So it's a earlier, I think. Uh, Brad Pitt movie, uh, California, with him and Juliette Lewis and, and uh, Agent Mulder in it. Uh, David Duchovny. Yeah, they're yeah, that's it. They're they're making a book about serial killers or something. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. Now, I'm gonna toss this one out there. Ask you if you've heard, if you've seen this one, if you remember this one. Uh, it's one of the earlier movies with Seth Green in it, and it's mm-hmm. got Shane McDermott is. Kind of star of the the movie there, but it's called Airborne. Jack Black's in it. Oh, I was about to say. Oh, now wait a minute. No, I'm thinking of Air America. That because so Airborne, Airborne basically the, is it a is it a basketball? Movie? No, that's the air up there. Uh, air up there Airborne you. is about this California born and raised surfer kid named Mitchell Goons, uh, Mitchell Goosen. Uh, he has to go okay. spend six months in Ohio while learning the hard way. Well, uh, he kind of falls for some girl he shouldn't fall for because her brother mm-hmm. doesn't like him because he's like this little surfer dude and everything. Well, they're in, um, basically in Cincinnati where they are in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, 
they do a lot of uh like street hockey and skating and stuff like that well he he rollerblades and skateboards a little bit the whole thing about this is building up to this big race between um it kind of reminds you of the outsiders in a way you got the socias and the the greasers mm-hmm. i think it is the right, rival yep. so they yep. get the same feel here they get this this rival group of what would be like the greasers but they're not greasers and the socias so you get yeah. the little preppy little preppy boys versus the the everyday kids i guess or whatever the redneck kids or something i don't know how to explain right. to you as far as they go but they had this whole thing where they're going downhill this downhill race in this dangerous area on rollerblades so they're kind of building up to that but it was a fun movie to watch if you haven't yeah. seen it it's it, it's really good heck yeah all right I, I got, i'm gonna throw a couple more out to you real quick before we have to uh not call this bonus content and <laughs> had to just call it another podcast it's it's Uh, it's bonus because it's extra is that what it is yes (laughs) well i'm all about being extra so bonus might mean 15 minutes bonus might mean a half hour which we're on a half hour mark now so we had chris rock with cb4 which was such an awesome awesome hilarious movie uh with charlie murphy (laughs) gusto <laughs> but it's awesome. It's about them trying to get the rap band started. But uh, a couple of movies of of real of real note that were actual like other things that I consider to be important movies of the time because uh, I'm big on that as well. So we had Poetic Justice, which mm-hmm. had a that was Janet, Tupac, and a couple. You know, that's a lot of other people. But you know, we had Janet and Tupac in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, well, I said a couple more important ones. What was the other one? Uh, uh, Six Degrees of Separation. Uh, this had Stockard Channing from Greece. Throw and, out uh, a couple of more, two or three more, then I'll throw in two or three, and we'll go ahead and wrap it up since we're Okay, bonus. yeah, we had Six Degrees of Separation with Stockard Channing, Will Smith, and Donald Sutherland, which is, uh, I believe it's based on an old book as well. And uh, it's, it's not about the same thing as Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, but it is. <laughs> it, yeah, I feel like that's an important movie of the time there's one more that i think that people should watch um and it is a lot like memoirs of a geisha um it's not about what you think it's about and it's farewell my concubine um the famous name that i know from is gong lee and it's 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 almost like the same thing as memoirs of a geisha so what it is 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 they're sent to an opera school and ends up you know they they get they get in trouble they get abused they go through all the things that they have to do in their culture they end up falling in love or one of them falls in love with the other one and then it's just it's just a great story and it is one of those cultural things that you know is recognized it not just by me, but is recognized as being, you know, kind of a culturally pivotal and important piece of cinematic history. Right. And well, Invasion of the Body Snatchers remake. We had one of those in 93, so I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley he throw, hey, he had to throw that last one in there, though, didn't he? You hear that? You know, <laughs> he slid it in real quick, you know. <laughs> yeah, that'll um, be top and a half. You, you, sp- you, you spoke of Wesley Snipes. Top and a half is Burt Reynolds' rhinestone. Right, but you spoke. Well, look, you you said something about Wesley Snipes a second ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it had Peter right. Mortensen in it too. So we're we're doing Lord of the Rings, man. This is not Lord of the Rings, no. <laughs> Rising Sun. Yep. 
Rising Sun, Wesley Snipes, and uh, Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. So if you're a fan of Bruce Lee, you get the the, the, the history and the background of Bruce so Lee and it's coming up and everything. Out, we boycotted it. And then we watched it. And was like, damn, that was an awesome movie. We were like, that dude don't even look like Bruce. He's too big and bulky. And then like we watched it. and We're like, damn, that was a really good movie. It was a pretty good movie. I mean, you can't really just say not because of that. I mean, we were we were complaining about it. I mean, you gotta think I'm 13 years old in 1993. Oh my god, <laughs> you were just a bad kid all around. Is all you were. <laughs> not denying that. <laughs> all right. All right, we'll go ahead and wrap this up and everything. Like I said, this was our first bonus content we're going to do. And uh, we're most likely going to do this more often. Uh, it may not be every week, but I mean, we'll try to get one in every week we can. It might not be a half an hour long or 36 minutes, but uh, we'll get some more <laughs> yeah, stuff in here. The discussion was to try to keep it around a little 15 minute toy time. But when me and Chris get the yakking, we so we'll get on with intent to start shooting a podcast at, you know, 10 p.m., 11, between 10 and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard. And we're liable to not even hit the record button until midnight, midnight. or one o'clock Eastern Standard. And then after we shoot, we're liable to sit on here and talk about upcoming cons and toy stores for till two or three o'clock in the morning Eastern Standard also. So <laughs> we just yeah. can't stop. We just can't stop, man. You get the, you get two bald nerds together, boy, we go at it. I tell you. <laughs> Well, if you guys get anything in particular about 1993 that you liked, let us know what it was. What's your favorite movie from 1993, people? Send us uh, messages on the social media. You know where we're at. We're on Instagram and Facebook and everything, at Retro Life for you. Tell us what your favorite movie from 1993 was and maybe what the one you liked the least. Yeah. And uh, we'll go from there. So, Travis, it's been fun with the extra content. We'll go ahead and kill this here. and I like it. We'll do it again next week. Until that time, everybody, we will see you later.